and welcome back to another episode of the In the Saddle podcast. My name is Jesse Fidgen and I'm joined by Chris Loader and my Mark Rajorski. So some great news for regular Paul Callahan, who has been nominated in the Jets, Richard Davis Awards for the IJF Progress Awards for his sports broadcasting. It's great to see him continue to be recognised for his work within the industry. And also congrats to the winner, Cathy Begley. It was great to see Paul recognised though, um, and the team were hugely proud of him here. Um, he's missing this week, but hopefully we'll have him back next week. And also a big congrats to uh, Chris last week, who had his first column after winning the Tipsters competition for Betfair. Chris, how are you getting on with that? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, we had the first uh, column up last week. We were able uh, to find an 11-2 to winner. So, uh, yeah, that that was all uh, good there. And hopefully we can uh, find some more winners in it for the punters. But, yeah, all is good. Um, had a few winners last week on the podcast. Um, Windhouse was a good one for me. Uh, Indiana Jones as well. I gave that a shout out in the um, uh, in the any other business section, and God, he was unlucky. Just got chinned on the line. He was available at twenty to one before the off. I, I recommended him on my YouTube channel each way, and it was a bit of a messy race. Um, that was the one where Rachel Blackmore uh, was basically hampered by several loose horses in the closing stages. Uh, she was on the favourite, who who I think is a very good horse. Um, but yeah, it was just a bit. Um, Bit, a bit of a shame there that he got chinned on the line. But yeah, been in pretty decent form and hopefully we can find some winners uh, looking ahead to Cheltenham this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great result um, for your first column going out and hopefully that look will continue. How's things with you, Mark? Yeah, Chris, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> I'm giving you the heads up. It's all downhill from here. But yeah, no, I'm okay. Like, obviously, I had a bit to say about Goshan on last week's episode. Um I loaded up on uh, most of the accounts. The money was there. And the bastard was a known runner, so I was pretty guide, you know. So if I'd been on uh, the war this week and uh, no champagne, but yeah, I could be back on the champagne after this weekend. I think my uh, my bumper horse I put up the weekend as well, first timer, Idem, ran quite well for Lucinda Russell. That was strong in the bangs, traded about threes on and running. Um, that information was good. Um, actually, had the week off, so it's been quite chilled, which isn't like me. Um, but yeah, looking forward to, to Cheltenham this this weekend. Hopefully, can get a couple of winners. I've got some lays as well, so I'm looking forward to that. Wouldn't be like you, Mark, to lay a horse. Um, but yeah, Idem, um, which was your horse in the any other bet section last week, um, placed quite well. So hopefully, we can get a bit more um of that coming along this week as we look at eight races across Cheltenham over Saturday the thirteenth and Sunday the fourteenth. So we'll kick off with the 140 from the Horse's Mouth podcast, Novices Chase. It's a grade two race with four runners. Mark, who are you looking at here? The 140 Cheltenham. Um, I think it's hard to look past third time lucky Dan Skelton, Harry Skelton, Yard of Flying. Um, it's actually the second time lucky here, to be honest with you. But we're going to go for third time lucky here. Uh, it's two to five, and this could easily go off around four zone, in my opinion. Um, won well last time out. Um, absolutely hacked up um, at Cheltenham. Very difficult to beat. I thought Mick Pastor was a bit disappointing last time. Um, I think third time lucky is very difficult to beat here. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely going to be a tight race there. Who are you looking at here, Chris? Yeah, third time lucky all the way. Very, very impressive on his chase debut over this course and distance. Uh, he's bred to be a chaser. Uh, Dan Skelton's got a good record in this race as well. I think he'll take all the beating. And I think if you wanted to back him for the Arkle now, I think you can get 12 and 14 to 1 in places. I think if he wins this, I think he's definitely going to be the best British horse 
going towards the Arco. And I think if he turned up on the day and he won all his races up to the Arco, he's got to be about four to one chance. So probably the bet would be actually to back him for the Arco. But yeah, I think he'll win this. Mick Pasta could be suited going back down in trip, but you would worry about his finishing effort last time out. Maybe he could be one to, to possibly knock out um, in the without markets. Maybe Captain Tomcat could... Uh, follow third time lucky home but yeah the favourite should be hard to beat here yeah absolutely um, hopefully um, they can go out and do the business then on Saturday and also a little recommendation there from Chris that if you can get on the anti-post for the Arkle as well that third time lucky if they go the distance on Saturday um, so handy one for a future bet now we'll move on to the 215 it's the Paddy Power Gold Cup Handicap Chase it's a grade 3 20 runner race uh, Mark, we'll head back over to you and see who you're looking at here. Yeah, no pressure, Jessica. Right, okay. 20 runner handicap, right? I'm actually taking the mat of Paul Callan here, right? I'm quite sweet on the favourite, Laylor. It's currently 6-1 to one at the top of the bang. I think um, stable switch from uh, Kayleigh Wollacott, massive positive for me. Uh, wasn't really a big fan of her. I think she's quite an overweight trainer, if I'm being honest with you. Um, stable switch to Paul Nichols, obviously a massive positive. Had wind surgery. Um, Harry Cobden's opted to, to ride this one as well instead of the top one, simply the bets. Off 149, if there's one trainer that could get the improvement out, it's the OBE, Mr. Paul Nichols. Um, I think this one can be competitive off 149. I was expecting to maybe nick about 10 to 1, but I think 6 to 1 is maybe on the short side. Um, that I think I think it's got a chance of 149. I don't think this is massively competitive either. What do you think about that, Chris? Yeah, I, I, I would actually be against Laylor personally. Very hard. You're ten to one, Chris. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think it's just the hype of him joining Paul Nichols. He's that price. I think on form, he should be about a fourteens chance. All right, I'll give me fourteens then. Yeah, I'll give you fourteens. Each way. Yeah. Why not? Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I, Six places. Yeah. Obviously, the stable reports about Laylor have been encouraging but of course they will be a lot of things get overhyped in that betfair blog from paul nichols um but um yeah obviously if he if he's on song he does have a chance but too many um letters um next to the form figures for me um protector out obviously you can see why he's top of the market but i'm not sure about him midnight shadow i thought mark would have gone for i know me and him have been sweet on him in the past but i just think he I think the handicap has got him. I don't think he's actually that well handicapped off one four seven. I just think he's been flattered and he's a perfectly decent horse, but he might struggle against more progressive types in here. The one that I quite liked, and there has been a little bit of support for it, is Nietzsche for Danny McMenamin and Brian Allison. Won the Great Wood handicap at this meeting uh, a couple of years ago, back in 2018, and had has had a very similar prep to when he won that. Um, he's had a recent spin on the flat at Catterick and then he's coming here um, second time up now that's exactly like I say the way he uh, prepared to uh, win the Greatwood and I think this trip of two and a half miles he's got a lot of untapped potential over it he ran here in the Ultima at the festival um, where he didn't discredit himself at all he finished eighth and he wasn't uh, far beaten at all considering he probably just didn't stay that day that was against some good horses like Vintage Crowds Happy Go Lucky that form looks pretty decent he's off a mark of 133 which is one pound higher than his win when he won at air in april um in april uh at the scottish grand national meeting 
the ground should be in his favour. He likes a good, strong field. I just think that he's got a very good chance. And Brian Allison is quite shrewd in these handicaps sometimes. And uh, I just think the nature of the track, the ground, everything should be in his favour. And I'm expecting a big run from Nietzsche. So he would be the way I would play. But you can make a case for quite a few of these. I thought another interesting horse was a horse called Faraday for Venetia Williams. Might need the run, but that run last time at Sandown, I think that's pretty decent form. Um, and he might just need it. He's definitely going to be a horse to follow this season. But yeah, uh, fiercely competitive. But I just thought Nietzsche was the one for me. Yeah, currently sitting at six to one on the Betfair Sportsbook as well. So um, nice little odds there. And Mark with Lawler. So don't believe the hype, says Chris on Lawler. Um, and for Chris himself, he's going for a Nietzsche. So following up from that then, Chris, we'll let you kick off the 250 Paddy Power Games handicap hurdle. It's a listed race with 11 runners. Who are you looking at here? Yeah, that's actually quite sweet on the favourite here for uh, Dan and Harry Scott and Prasima. Um, finished second behind Indefatigable. Given her, um, given her seven pounds, uh, she received the mayor's allowance. He beat Paisley Park. I don't think that's bad form at all. Coming back into this handicap, he's raised three pounds for that effort off the mark of one four five. It's very lightly raced over the trip. In fact, I think it was his first go ever at three miles last time out. So he's very unexposed. He's won at this course before. The ground will be up uh, up his street as well. He doesn't want it to test him. It's going to be a dry couple of days might be a bit of rain tomorrow but it won't make it any worse than good to soft um yeah i just think he takes so many of the boxes and he could be if he wins this maybe a horse to follow for the stairs hurdle which is quite a a weak division this year at cheltenham so yeah if he's going to be anywhere near that kind of level you, you'd like to think he'll be winning this race off the mark of one four five so yeah the favorite is for me proschema yeah perfect uh, they're predicting the weather and hopefully predicting a few winners as well chris uh how about you mark He's a bit short, Prashima. Looks like a place lay for me, Laura. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a place lay. Additional place, four places, I think. Why would you say that then? Go on, tell, far away. I think I'm not, not too, too keen on the form, to be honest with you. Um, but hopefully what to do is you put it up on your YouTube channel, right, so I can lay it at six to four in the win, okay? Yeah, definitely. I'm a, I'm a market mover. Yeah, you are. You are. So what to do is you put it up as your nap, okay? So it means I can lay it at a shorter price. Yeah. Probably was going to put it up as the nap, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's not give the listeners too much of soundbite now. But yeah, I'm quite keen on uh, uh, the top one, Sporting John. Um, bit of a wild card here. I was expecting a bit bigger than 10 to 1, if I'm being honest with you. Philip Hobbs, the yard was in a bit of form a few weeks ago, but it sort of tailed off now. Um, I think off 146, he can be competitive. I think the form of Shan, Shan Blue at Sandown looks solid. One thing this horse needs, it needs a strong pace. Um, it needs the pace to collapse. I mean, if the pace, if they're going really, really quick early on, this is the sort of horse that you could back in running because um, you will be running on. Um, I think at that price, I think it's worth a chance around 10 to 1. Um, potentially a trade in running as well because you could get detached be at the back of the field in the run. You could maybe get 50s or 40s in running. It could be worth having a score on and running and then trade them off at odds on even money in the run. Yeah, for sure. So that's Mark with Sporting John and Chris with Prashima, with Mark also giving a bit of dig, a bit of a dig into Prashima with possibly a place lay. On the back of that, we'll go on to the 325. It's the Paddy Power Feel Like a Favourite Intermediate Handicap Hurdle. That definitely doesn't roll off the tongue for a, it's a 12 on a race. So Mark, would you like to take that one off? Yes, very kind of you, Jessica. Right, okay. Uh, we're still looking at here. 
and I was quite keen on Unexpected Party. Um, Chris Loder, I've seen a reaction there. I don't know if he's back to Swan or he's thinking this could be a lay here, right? But yeah, another favourite. Uh, I think this one can be competitive of 120. I think it's very lenient. Um, stable form, 16%. I know it was against the last dance gone on, but I think of 120, the form of stables in this one's very interesting. I think the form of Donald McCain's fruit and nut, always a favourite. Uh, Banger is good. And uh, even the form of Hassanbad, uh, the form of debut, was, was a nice introduction. I mean, that one was rated, I think that was rated in the 90s in the flat, being quite disappointing. But I think of 120 unexpected party around 130 is probably the one to beat. Um, and if Chris Loder's uh, nap comes in in the next race, this could go short as well. Are you eyeing up on this one, Chris? Yeah, I thought this was actually the trickiest race of the one we're going to be previewing, actually. Um, Macklewood an unexpected party, obviously. It could be open to a lot more improvement. But I just thought I'd take a chance on one of Paul Callahan's favourite horses, Benson. I remember he put it up on the podcast a couple of times last season. Um, was very progressive, uh, winning three on the trot uh, to Hereford, one at Sandown. And then he ran at Ascot, where he finished in uh, fourth place behind Not So Sleepy. Buzz, who's Cesarovich winner, beat grade one winner Belfast Banter there as well. So that form looks pretty decent in the context of this race. Um, not been to Cheltenham before, which could be a slight concern. However, the way that this horse was held in high regard last year off a mark of one three six, I just think he he's an interesting play. So maybe one to see how the market goes. If the if the support's down for him, definitely a dangerous player. But yeah, he would probably be my preference in this race, Benson. Yep, so that is Benson for Chris. That will be a Paul Callahan pass favourite. And for Mark, it's Unexpected Party. So with that, hopefully, um, we'll go into the Sunday the 14th back at Cheltenham with hopefully a nice win pot um, and hopefully not too much of a storehead after celebrations. Hopefully, for a few winners, the lads have tipped up. Um, we will kick off with the 145. It's the Juice and Click and Collect Handicap Chase, a grade three race with 16 runners. Chris, who are we looking at here? Well, I can tell you one horse that you can lay for a place and um, I think he'll be quite weak on the betting Tiger Roll um, obviously dual Grand National winner trying to go back to uh, win it for a third time this year does obviously well in the cross country sphere but over regulation fences he's got an abysmal record he actually pulled up in this race last year when he was 4-1 to one. obviously he's give, given a rating of 165 over these fences he's not capable of defying anywhere near that mark this is just to, to hopefully get him down the handicap again. Uh, so that's one horse you can definitely lay. Um, for me, in the win markets, however, the two that I was attracted to were Hawkswell and Ramses de Tele. Ramses de Tele uh, has a good record at this track. He's run well. We had a recent spin over hurdles at Newton Abbott. That might have just sharpened him up. Pipe form hasn't necessarily been, been the best of late, David Pipe's yard, but I think they are starting to run a little bit better now. But Hawkswell would probably be my main preference if he sneaks in there. He's um, got an official rating of a 128, which I think is fairly leading. He absolutely bolted up at uh, Kempton. Very, very progressive. Could have a lot more to offer. Uh, and he would be the way I play. But I thought it was quite a tricky race to work out at this stage. But he would be the way I play and I'd be against Tiger Roll. Strong words there from Chris on Tiger Roll with uh, Gordon Elliott as trainer. Who are you looking at here, Mark? Yeah, I'm in agreement with uh, Lucky Loaders here. I think uh, my notes were just Tiger Roll, place lay, uh, fill your boots. I think he's got a bad record. 
um, Cheltenham. Off 165 is some ask as well. Hopefully there's money for him on a day because this, this is a maximum place lay. I don't think he'll get round. I think they'll pull up. I think if he's if he go, he'll probably be around maybe what price would be 14, 16 one on the day? Yeah, he could even get twenties. So you maybe lay, lay him at two to one in the five place market, four place market, five to two, be a decent lay. Yeah, I think I think that's not bad there because like I say, yeah. it, he over the cross country course at Cheltenham, he's good. You know, he's one of different gravy, yeah. Yeah, that that's his bag and the Grand National over normal fences. I mean, he, he he was four to one for for this race last year and he pulled up. Crazy. Yeah, I played laid him there as well. Actually cleaned up. I, and I don't think he can carry top weight. Give him weight away to some progressive chasers or, and some better horses. I could be over these type of fences. I just yeah. It's just hopefully hopefully Davy Russell's booked as well. Or Keith Donny here. Um, and that'll shorten the price up. So you can lay more. There's an interesting runner as well. I just with the stable form. I don't know if you had a look at this one. Lakeview lads. Nick Alexander. Stable's flying at the moment. Um, probably needs further i think this one could be interesting off 150 and drop five pound in the handicap that's probably the one i'd probably look at for win purposes each way but i think tiger will place lay looks pretty solid if 165 is a big ask like that's a big ask yeah absolutely that that's be a wheelbarrow job yeah that's both of you guys in agreement then with tiger roll a massive lay um, when Chris with Rams the Tele and Hawkswell um, also possibly on a win or a little each way bet and Mark with a special shout to Lakeview lads so with that then we're off to the 220 the Schler Chase it's also registered as the Chapman Chase great to race with six runners um, Chris who are you looking at here? Yeah there's cases to be made for quite a few of these I don't think you can put your hand on your heart and say one of these horses is a certainty Um Obviously, put the kettle on has got a good record over this course and distance. She won the champion chase last year. However, I do think she was handed it on a plate. I think Soroyal was definitely, from my perspective anyway, he was very unlucky not to finish a lot closer. And I think he potentially could have won that race. Um, I just think she's taken the benefit of others uh, underperforming. But you have to give her credit, you know, because she is a consistent mare. She won this race last year. She won the Arkle. You know, she she does she does love it round here. But for me, I. I don't know. Uh, I just think that one or two of these could be more prime than her. Nuba Negra uh, has to be played very, very late. He doesn't have a massive turn of foot. He's just got a high cruising speed. So you want to be playing him late along with Sky Pirate. So therefore, I thought Politolog could be the answer. Uh, see Harry Cobden's uh, booked up 5-1. to one. I think that's a fair price. Now, the key to this horse is arriving here fresh. When he won the champion chase a couple of years ago, uh, even though it wasn't a great renewal, he absolutely hacked up. Um, and that was his first run for quite a while. He won the Tingle Creek last year, first time out. Hopefully he'll make the run in. That's the key to him. Um, forgive his last efforts uh, towards the end of last season. I just think um, he, he wasn't fresh enough. He does have to be kept fresh. And I just think here, five to one, I think if he gets an easy time out, out, out the front end of things, I think he'll win this. And for me, I think uh, at five to one, I think he's a fair price, despite having to give away weight to put the kettle on. I think it's Politologs uh, to lose. And have you got anything to say back about that, Mark? Have you got any rebuttal? I, th I think this is a top race. Um, with some real likable sorts in here. I think put the kettle on is definitely I think one you want to keep on side. Four runs at Cheltenham, four wins. I think. Uh, 
I think Nubaregra was uh, was unlucky in the champion chase, uh, the Queen Mother champion chase. I know Lucky Loaders was all over that one. Um, hampered probably the worst possible time. Shaq and Persoua, and that was probably our lay of the meeting. Um, that was a big bet for me. Like I was, I was in trouble to the last fifty yards. Got me out of trouble. Um, I think this is a real tough race. I think Nubanegra. At what price is Nubanegra right now for the win? Looking at seven to four on, on the Betfair Sportsbook. Okay. I think if you can get around, I don't think he'll drift around to like three to one, five to two, because he could have been the perfect back to lay because he's going to get produced very, very late. Um, he could easily trade tens on and not win. I think this is a really tough race. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for uh, put the kettle on just just because of the sort of form at Cheltenham. Um, I like Henry De Bron having the booking it, getting Coleman's a positive, a little bit of weight uh, for sex elements as well. So I'm with uh, put the kettle on. Um, I can see the argument with a little of I mean, Sky Pirate is one that tanks along as well. Could be a classic back to lay, but I'll go for uh, put the kettle on for win purposes. But it's not a race to go mad on because I think this is a really top race. Yeah, it sounds like it's definitely going to be a tight one. So that's Mark with Put the Kettle On and Chris with Politolog. Um, over to the 255. It's the Unibet Greatwood Handicap Hurdle, a great three race with 24 runners. Chris, who are you looking at here? Believe it or not, I've, I'm really keen on a horse here. And this could be a left field horse for potentially the champion hurdle if he was to win this. Obviously, it, it takes some effort to beat Honeysuckle and he's got to jump through many hoops to get there. But that's the current favourite, no ordinary Joe. I think he could be a good thing here of one three three. Now, he's got a really interesting profile. He won a bumper at Sandown when he was very well backed. He, he didn't break a sweat that day. He was a very comfortable winner. He was then um, thrown in a grade two on his hurdle debut, which must mean that Nicky Henderson thought quite a lot of him. And that grade two at Ascot has actually worked out really well. You've got My Drogo in there, who was arguably Britain's best novice hurdler last year, has high hopes this year to be a proper grade one chaser. He had Landon Arbo Lad as well. He distinguished himself beating the likes of Manella Drama, beat some useful horses. Third in there, he had Soaring Glory. And fourth was Ordinary Joe, and that was his first time over hurdles. So I think that was a tough ask there. He then um, was put away after that, and he, he ran twice uh, in May earlier this year in some small field uh, week um, summer jumps races. However, go back and watch the Worcester one. It, that is an absolute joke of a ride by Nico de Boinville. He's literally toying with the, the eventual second. He's just there, like side by side, like it's a hat canter when uh, the, the second horse is been vigorously ridden along but that horse actually wasn't isn't a bad horse he's rated in, in the mid 130s and i just thought that even though yes you, you can really pick holes at the form that this horse looked 20 30 pounds better than him and he's got a rating over in the mid 120s over hurdles i think this horse could have 20 stay uh, 20 pounds in hand of the handicapper 133 looks a very lenient mark and it's interesting that they've already got nico but I think this could be the horse like Epiton came from Handicap Company and then stepped up. Obviously, he does have to improve massively. He's not going to be a lot of people's cup of tea because he's 5-1 to favourite in a competitive handicap. But I just think he could be a proper graded horse, especially on that Ascot form. West Cork as well, I'll give a positive mention for him. He's not been seen for a while, but off a mark of 134, he's quite well handicapped. He's definitely the biggest danger. But for me, Joe, no ordinary Joe could be something special and uh, he could definitely uh, 
you know, I think he's got a lot to play with off his mark. I think he's extremely well handicapped, but he hasn't been missed. So for me, no, no ordinary Joe. He'd probably be my bet at the weekend. Nice little nap in there for Chris. Uh, Mark, what about you? Thorder is definitely keen on that one, isn't he? The passion, the passion just yeah, comes no, I through. <laughs> I love it. But now he's bang on the money, like the form um, of Soaring Glory um, and my Drogo. And that form's solid from Ascon. And you've got Chris Gordon's pressure luck. That's no mug either. I mean, that form's decent. Um, five to one. It will put a lot of people off. Um, but you've got Adagio in the race, but it's getting what? Stone. £13, £14 off of Adagio. Um, I think this is probably about a 7 and 4 chance, to be honest. If you, I think this could easily go off around 2 to 1, could be a big gamble um, over the weekend. But the one, how I'm going to play this race, um, I'm actually going to use the, the lay facility on the exchange. I want to place the uh, Tritonic. Um, I wasn't impressed um, with that run last time out um, at Cheltenham. I thought it was quite poor. Looked beat uh, and turning in. I mean, I think this looks a four or five place lay for me. Um, think of one four two is high enough for me. Um, this is this is compared to another one there is natural history. I mean, this thing's an absolute monkey. This could easily be a place lay as well. I find absolutely zilch off the bridle. I mean, we'll need to check the books here. Maybe this thing's related to Geordie Land or Archibald. This find things finds absolutely nothing. Um, but. Tritonic place lay for me four and five places. That's where we'll play this. And I agree with Chris on uh, on the favourite. Things could easily go for in two to one seven or four. I'll be on to the traders after this till they cut it. That's Mark and Chris both in agreements on no ordinary Joe for this one. And Mark also with a lay place. Uh, a place lay, should I say, for a Tritonic um, and Natural History. And with that, then we move on to the last race that we'll be uh, previewing here, which is a 3.30 Skybet Supreme Trial Novices Hurdle. It's also registered as the Sharp Novices Hurdle. It's a grade two race with 10 runners. Uh, Mark, kick off this last one for us. Uh, I want to be uh, with uh, Paul Nichols at Sonongo. I don't know if I've got the pronunciation right there. Um, but I think I think that, that French form looks quite smart and uh, Paul Nichols does well uh, with his French recruits. It's got a bit to find with uh, the top one. Um, I like to move it, but this one's around five to one. Um, I think this one's quite well bred. I like the soft ground. I think the, the course will probably be quite cut up um, getting onto Sunday afternoon. Paul Nichols can get them get them ready. Uh, do you think, I've seen no ordinary Joe's actually in this race. Do you think he's going to go for the handicap and he'll go for this one? He's definitely going for the handicap. I think this was just, I don't know, back up. Yeah, he'd be um, crazy to screw up his handicap mark here, wouldn't he? Well, well Nico's actually booked up in the handicap already. He's already booked. He's not jocked up for this one. He's booked for the handicap. He, well, that's good. Um, the Ollie Murphy are absolutely flying as well. I see Washington's in this race. But again, I mean, I don't think that form at Bangor's that great. Um, that's around 7 or 2. But then, would you want to be on the top one? I like to move it at 2 to 1, though. He's quite short. I think uh, the nickel source is a value here at five to one a little bit too. That's how I'd play it. It's not a race I go massive on. What's your thoughts on this, Chris? Yeah, um, I think this is going to cut up quite a bit. Obviously, we touched upon no ordinary Joe. He he's six to one. That's telling you he's not turning up. If he if he was near, he'd definitely be around about the three to one kind of mark. I think. Um, but yeah, he, obviously respects a mark there with Paul Nichols. Obviously, we get to see him over here, but he he could he could be the real deal. Uh, I like to move it 
the, the one thing you would say if this does cut up and it's five six runners i like to move it if it does get tactical we know he's got experience in a small field and he was actually the outsider of the lot that day <laughs> um i had the main three anyway um so that's that was interesting maybe it was a bit of a surprise but he does have some good form that that works out quite well at, at um at worcester and he's got some other good bits and pieces of form so he's definitely probably the right favorite for this race lorna fowler's interesting coming here with her raider um not sure about the form washington is the one that i probably would side with um he was very keen at banger on d uh but he, he it was never in doubt but he the better the further he went the better he was uh i think he'll he'll be held up and maybe the track might not play to his strengths but i really like his bumper form especially this uh the the win at huntington beat horse of graham mcpherson's who i think quite a lot of called marble sands marble sands was a real eye catcher um in a race at lingfield the other day in a race that i think is going to work out really well he was a fast finish in second and he he absolutely destroyed him that day um so i do think that washington um is the way i would like to go ollie murphy's team are cracking form i think he could definitely improve a lot and you have to say if, if he was to win this race then potentially the supreme hurdle could be um on the agenda so for me yeah washington would be the way i would play but yeah we'll have to probably see the full decks before i would nail my colors truly to the mast but washington would be the play at the moment that's chris with washington on a mark with sunny gino it wasn't really as easy to uh, pronounce as we thought, Mark. So um, with that, that brings to the end of the eight re uh, races that we previewed over Saturday, the 13th and Sunday, the 14th at Cheltenham. Um, with that, any other bets, lads? Yeah, I'll go first this time. I know Lucky Lodges, I say this every week, this is his favourite part of the show. He'll have some filth from some uh, absolute horrendous track um, that will absolutely hose up. But yeah, I've got two at uh, Wolverhampton. Um on Saturday, the first one, and this is four thirty. It's um, Invincible Soldier, um, Mr. Kirby booked, uh, which is obviously a positive round here. This thing's got course and distance form. Soft sixty four. Uh, Clive Cockshaw is coming back to a bit of form. Um, this will be the first one, and there's another one in the five o'clock Wolverhampton. There's no price available at the moment, but I'd imagine this one will probably go off favourite with Kirby booked. Um, next one um, is Mulberry Silk, five o'clock Wolverhampton. Roger Vary and David Egan, yards flying. This thing's only off 64 as well. Um, I can see both of these going in on Saturday. So put them in your molecules. Yeah, off the back of last week's tip, um, definitely one to take note of. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I've got a couple. Um, one at Cheltenham on Saturday in a race that we didn't preview is the Triumph Hurdle mm. Trail. I thought uh, Anthony Hannibal's and Mr. Allegro was really interesting. Two out of two from uh, over hurdles so far. The win at Wim Canton was very impressive last time out. His jumping was really good. And every time um, Alan King's odds-on favourite came to him, Sonning, Mr. Allegro just would pull out about two lengths from his jumping all the time. He, he was just a gutsy little horse. He's 10 to 1 uh, on some of the early betting. I think that that's a bit of a big price there. So I think he's definitely worth an each-way play. And then I've actually got one at Wolverhampton as well. Uh, for the evening action, it's not one of the ones Mark's gone into. It's in the condition stakes race. I thought horse of Saibin Saros called Tamoya was interesting. Adam Farragher has been getting some good rides opportunities from William Haggis. Claims five. This horse is a previous course and distance winner. However, has been campaigned 
mainly at six furlongs on her recent starts. She ran a good race against the boys. She's now back against the girls here. And uh, yeah, I think in this race, she, she there's a lack of pace and she just might be able to get an easy time of things out in the front end. So Tamar is for me there. So yeah, they're my two other selections for the weekend. Plenty there to review, folks. Um, thanks so much to both of the lads there for their selections. And thanks very much for joining for another week of the Innocent Paddle podcast. We hope to hear uh, that you got some winners. Hopefully the lads tipped you up um, some nice little bets. And hopefully we um, are back again next week and Paul will join us. So with that, um, don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, and also you can don't forget that you can listen on SoundCloud and Spotify and Apple Music. And uh, hopefully we'll hear from you next week. Lads, thanks so much for that. And also keep an eye on the lads' social accounts where they'll also be um, offering up some tips over the weekends.